structures are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier, that create more wealth for more people, that foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. We invite here, they are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done, we want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. Okay, welcome to the Modern Revolution. And here we talk with guests who are multifaceted and affecting the world in many positive ways, not just for themselves, but for all of us. In our podcast, we don't beat you over the head with the resume of the guest, implying you've got to believe whatever they say because of their past experiences and accomplishments. We are inviting our guests to speak about their experiences and their intentions first, and we are inviting you to listen closely to them. Now, should their ideas resonate to you, you can learn much more about them and their work at our show notes, which are going to be posted at themodernrevolution.com. Now, today's guest is modern revolutionary Tiffany Houston. And Tiffany, just like everybody that comes on, I know you've got a lot of experiences in many different areas and your accomplishments, you know, span different fields. However, um, if I was going to ask you to distill your mission in the world to the simplest terms, how would you describe the work you're doing in a phrase or, or just, you know, how would you sum it up? I would sum up what I'm doing um, to help, help women, especially, but people in general, but women, especially uh, embrace who they are. Uh, and truly love themselves and to do things like eating healthy and working out, not for aesthetics, so not for their exterior, but for their interior and for them to feel empowered and encouraged to do what they want to do in this world. And as a, as a father of four daughters, you know, it's music to my ears that people are doing um, good work about uh, in that area. And, and thank you. Um, I, I guess when, you, when I listen to you say what you just said, one of my, uh, like, immediate questions is then, as you go do this work, what problem are you trying to solve in the world? Like, what, what is in the way of people accomplishing what you want them to accomplish? Um, society as a whole, really, um, how women tend to be raised. So how we're more raised to uh, be, like, you should always be grateful, but when you get a spot at the table that you shouldn't say anything else, cause any waves because you should just be grateful that you're there when really we need to act just like our male counterparts. I got really blessed by having parents who raised me just like they raised my brothers. So for me, it was never a problem to, I guess, act more masculine when it came to work. Um, as in a lot of women won't apply for a job if they don't, if they don't fit every criteria for that job, they will not apply for it compared to our male counterparts will if they only hit one thing on it they're still going to apply i'm more like that if i only hit one thing on there i hit that one thing i'm still going to apply for the job um so one thing that holds it back is just the 
um, our subconscious mind of always having us to always apologize for just being who we are. And then also how society puts so much on our exterior looks and not enough on our brain power and what matters inside. So that's a big thing is to get over people's patterns and how to break those. So when, so when we talk about empowerment, um, it, I mean, it sounds to me like what you're saying on some levels is that uh, trying to level the psychological playing field between, you know, women and, and men in that men are approaching um, opportunities in a different mindset uh, from women. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that you're saying that women are precisely going to think like men, but you're saying to maybe adopt some of those patterns that you're saying have advantage men in the world over over women. I mean, is that a fair paraphrase of kind of what you said? Yeah, it's more of, right? uh, for women to feel like you deserve it. Like, don't think that, oh, man, I was so lucky to get this. No, you deserve that. Like, you deserve to be able to go there. You deserve to be at that table. You should be right. there. You should speak up. Right. So owning matters. Yeah, right, right. So owning even the things that they have earned in a way that maybe there's that sense of, you know, we we talk in psychological terms of, you know, feeling like a fraud, right? Like, oh, I'm here, but should I really be here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. To not feel like a fraud anymore, but to really embrace it and to feel okay with um, we're told a lot to not like, I guess I call it toot your own horn that no, you should be more modest. Don't sit there. Like for women, it's easier for a lady to be around a group of women and say, I feel like I'm fat and ugly compared to if you feel like, man, I feel like I look good and I'm sexy. Women are going to look at you sideways. Like, Oh my gosh, did you just say that? And that's Mm -hmm. just confidence. And they're going to call you cocky and full of yourself when it's like, I should be full of love for myself. And you should, you should feel the same way about yourself. We're not in competition with each other. Yeah. So the, so um, the overcoming of this problem, we'll talk about, like what's in the way of overcoming this? Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of, I think there's a lot to unpack in that idea. But, you know, this work is profound work. It's, um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not easy work. So it's important and it's hard. What, what, was this something that you always knew you wanted to work on? Or, um, or did it come to you slowly and incrementally over time? Um, it came to me over time. The more that um, I've owned my fitness business, Sunshine Fit Training, uh, people become very personal with me. And then just the more that I talk to people, uh, women especially, I've just seen that it's that we hold ourselves back. And it's because everything else has always held us back. And I've just been very blessed that, like, I grew up in a household where my mom is a very strong woman. And like I've worked, I've actually worked at a company uh, that she worked at too. And everyone has great respect for my mom and um, she's respected and she's super kind, but to grow up and seeing that, and my mom will always speak her voice. um, I got very blessed to see that. And my dad is very open for everything too. Right. So I got encouragement to always be myself and to be unique. And since I got to have that gift, I want to spread it to everyone else. Yeah. So so you're taking, yeah. So, I mean, the way that maybe other people have experienced um, learning a set of patterns that, um, you know, that, that held them back from an accompl- from accomplishments that they could have achieved. It sounds like you were kind of positioned from the beginning um, to, you know, you, you had a psychological advantage kind of going out into the world. 
and then and then you you took that advantage it sounds like in it and you're applying your talents and your skills to to not just you could just serve yourself right you could decide yeah. well let me just go and accumulate as much sort of success wealth power whatever might be you know you know pick your <laughs> what you might be interested in mm-hmm. but instead you're you're you know you're taking what wasn't just learned but kind of given to you too and 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 using it with other folks i mean is that is that fair is that true yeah that's correct mm-hmm. so i mean when we talk about the strongest uh forces supporting the status quo and um you know we throw around the term society but that's you know it's a subtle term that means a ton of different things like what are the strongest forces that are keeping women from uh you know like why are you not out of a job of empowering of empowering women like what are the status quo forces that are um out there keeping women from being empowered i would say media and social media specifically but media in general um Mm -hmm. because what it it portrays what we should focus on and what should matter for women. Um, it's still like um, an example. So I love the movie that came out, Captain Marvel. That is probably one of the only movies where the female lead did not have a love interest. That's why I mm-hmm. love it. She did not need a man to save her. Like, and her whole journey was about finding herself. Um, if you pick up a female magazine, nine times out of 10, the lady's half naked on it. And then mm-hmm. all the stuff on there is about how she can get this man, get this guy or try to lose weight or try to be prettier compared to a male magazine. They can be in a suit and tie, and it's about how you can be better in your career, how you can be better in this or that. Mm-hmm. And we get the opposite as ladies. It's more of like we're meant to be like this looking pretty trophy. And then social media, I have a lot of younger clients where that is just a whole nother struggle where they just compare each other. They compare themselves to other girls all day. And then most of those girls are um, – what is it called, Photo photoshopping their pictures, where I had one yeah. lady, she asked me, she's like, she showed me a picture of herself, and she's like, can you get me to look like this, and I'm like, yeah, but how did you look like that before, and she just looked, she had a flatter stomach, and I'm like, how did you look like this before, she's like, oh, I photoshop all my pictures, and I, that just <laughs> blew my mind, because then she's comparing herself to some other girl, who probably photoshopped her picture, and so we're perpetuating this thing that's not realistic, and then the people we look up to, like, how Kylie Jenner just became the self-made billionaire and no hating on her. Like, I'm happy that she's making her money. Good for her. But all of her stuff is so plastic. Like she created herself and how she looks with a lot of surgery, which if you want to do that, just admit to it and let girls know like, Hey, none of this is natural on me. If you want to do this, you have to go to a doctor. You have to spend this kind of money, like push that more than trying to be like, have this flat tummy tea when it's like you don't take flat tummy tea you get liposuction so I think that it does a big psychological thing um and definitely I see with a lot of my younger clients um and then as they start to lose weight then they just want more and more and more and some of that stuff I'm like their butt's not real like you can't get that either unless you go to their surgeon (laughs) yeah right I mean yeah that's the expression right like even the girl in the magazine doesn't look like the girl in the magazine (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah, tell tell us a little bit about like the way that you you work with clients practically, and and you've recently written a book that um, you're bringing out into the world. I mean, um, tell us tell us about your work and and um, and how you kind of move people, move women in particular from, you know, maybe they maybe they're aware 
of these tendencies, but they may not see them as as serious as they in fact are. So could you locate um, in in describing your work and then and then you know how you bring hey ladies this is this is really important you know this isn't just first of all something you can't do anything about and secondly like if you don't your life won't be as full as it should be uh, can you talk about that yes um so like how when i train and it's mostly it's like my clients who are more like 35 and below who have more of the um issues with the aesthetics with how they look a lot um a lot of my older clients they're just happy to get moving but with the younger clients what i focus on is as we're starting to lose weight and that's why i do like to help people who want to lose a large amount of weight because i have so i lost 85 pounds and people don't understand society treats you day and night different i mean completely different in this society it's okay to be rude and mean to someone who's overweight and to ignore them and act like they're not there now, it's a huge psychological shift when someone loses a lot of weight where you still feel like the same person inside, but everyone else is treating you differently because of how you look outside. So I like to help clients with that big transition, like, okay, so you're going to get a lot more attention. How do you handle that? How do you deal with that? How do you know if stuff is real, if stuff is genuine? And then I'm just honest with them. If they show me a picture of a girl, I can point out how their boobs are fake, their butt is fake. Um, and then to let them know that, I'll be like, well, you know, if you want that body, you have to go to a plastic surgeon. Like, things can only get so big. Like, you can't work out and make your boobs bigger. You can work out and make yourself have a stronger chest, but they're never going to get bigger. So I'm very honest, and I'm very straightforward with people. And that has been the thing that has helped the most, is that I stay consistently honest with my clients. And I mean nothing but love towards them, but for them to understand that, if you don't like yourself, if you're 100 pounds overweight, you're going to completely help hate yourself when you lose those 100 pounds because the more weight you lose, the meaner you are to yourself. So I say that to people in the beginning, and then they start to see it as time goes on. And I'll even point it out to them. I have one client who's lost 50 pounds with me, and she never used to uh, complain about, like, her back bra fat. And then one day she's like, oh, how do I get rid of that? And I'm like, see, this is one of those things. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so right. That never bothered me before. So to start, once that clicks in for them, I'm like, okay, so we have to start doing things now. Like in my book, I have people, um, I recommend meditation. Uh, one thing that really helped me a lot was positive affirmations and having a gratitude journal because you got to learn how to be happy with what you got now. Because if you're not happy now, just because you reach this goal, you're not going to magically be happy. You'll be happy for a split second, and then there'll be something else to make you mad. Now you'll be like, oh, I don't want my thighs to touch anymore, when before that never bothered you. Or now I hate this stretch mark. Or, and then it'll just get to be silly, crazy things. But since I pointed out to them in the beginning, and then we can start to see when that self-hate continues as they lose weight, then we can take the steps to do things that are going to make you have self-love which a lot of that is definitely like positive affirmations, gratitude. And then also who are you following on social media? So if you follow someone that every time you look at it, it makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. You get to choose what you want to look at. Um, you don't have to have that pop up on your screen and maybe have more things that have a lot of uh, positive affirmations that they're doing or people who are giving you information instead of just like posing with a picture of their butt. But just yeah, so I mean honest. Yeah, so you, so like the components of of your work, you know, where you're coaching people physically, you're coaching people psychologically, mm -hmm. you're coaching people from a nutritional standpoint. I mean, you get you're taking them through some practical steps, like you're working them, 
Like they got to mm-hmm. do, they got, so you're teaching them, Hey, these are the things you have to do to get strong. And then you're teaching them how to nourish their body. Like, Hey, here's mm-hmm. f- food that you haven't perhaps considered as the food you want to eat, but this is the food you got to eat to nourish your body. And then you're, you know, it seems to me you're, you got a psychological and maybe spiritual set of food too. Like if, you know, you're feeding yourself images that are making you feel bad and, you know, counterproductive to your self-love. So you, instead of celebrating um, X, X number of pounds lost, you're, uh, you're being angry at the pounds you haven't lost. And, and that, so, mm-hmm. you know, how, why does that come about? Well, it seems to me that you're saying there may be patterns that existed before they showed up with you. And then there are forces out there in the world. And, you know, we're focusing on social media that, um, that feed these people improperly, like the way you can feed the body improperly, you can feed, mm-hmm. you know, the spirit the and the mind improperly, right? The mm-hmm. brain improperly. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're, um, they can only spend so much time with you in any given week. So um, like, what, can I ask you about your book? What's it called? And, and what's the, you know, what was your intent when you wrote the book? Yeah. So the book is called the um, Flaunt Lifestyle Plan, Beauty from the Inside Out. And I actually really wrote this book uh, because of my clients. Uh, they kept on asking me. So people ask me how long I've been writing it. I'm like, I guess four years, really uh, not realizing that I was preparing it for. Actually, I tried to write it two and a half years ago with a friend and that just didn't work out. But um, it's a bunch of recipes that I already make um, customized meal plans for my clients. So I have a bunch of recipes that I've gone through, and the recipes I have in this book are the ones that people love the most, um, that people are able mm-hmm. to stay consistent with. But the one thing I noticed that – so when people sign up with me, when you sign up to do training, the first week is a detox plan. Everyone does a detox plan. It doesn't matter on your size. Everyone eats the same amount that's on there. But that detox plan is very detailed where I tell you – and it's food. It's not like a cleanse, like you drink all day. Um, it's actual food. But it's detailed for seven days. I tell you exactly what to eat and when to eat it. People are the most successful on that plan because that's the only one that I tell you exactly what to eat when to eat it. So then I decided that I experimented with some other clients where I'm like, hey, how about for 28 days I make you a plan where I tell you exactly what to eat, when to eat it based off your macros. And those clients did amazing. And every week was different. So the first week was a detox plan. The second week was um, lower and starchy carbs. I hate it when people say I don't eat carbs. I'm like, do you eat vegetables? Yeah, then you eat carbs. So lower Mm. and starchy carbs, like your rice and quinoa and sweet potatoes, you still have them, just less. So that week is lower and starchy carbs. And then the third week is higher in protein. And then the fourth week is kind of a – it's a ratio where it's 30% protein, 30% or 35-35-25. I think that math is right. Or 20. Oh, 35-35-30 for the percentage mm-hmm. of your fat, your protein, and your carbs. And then after okay. that, people are able to see where you journal the whole time. What is your body like more? Does your body just work better if you have less starchy carbs? Or does your body work better with more protein? So with this book, I have four different custom meal plans based off of your body size that's in there. And then people would have for 28 days, I tell you exactly what to eat, when to eat it. After every week, the other feedback I got was having a grocery list is super awesome. So after every week, there's a grocery list. And that grocery list is perfect. You just go to the grocery store, you get everything on that, and then you have all your meals for the week. 
And then there's recipes, which me personally, I love pictures with every recipe. So there's a picture with every single recipe. And then there's the workout section. So, and there's pictures with every workout and um, videos that people have access to where I give you a workout calendar and I tell you exactly which workouts you're going to do, which are structured one day's lower body, the next day's upper body, then you get a full body and then like a stretch so that nothing's getting overworked, but everything gets worked. And definitely the stretching portion, a lot of people lack flexibility and that's a huge problem that I see with people who, so this is great for people who work out a lot or don't work out at all because you need to stretch. And then there's the whole mind spot and that's what people forget a lot is that during this journey it's so much more it's more it's way more about the mind like once you have your mind right everything flows so you have 28 days of affirmations that people have to say every morning and night and then a gratitude journal that you actually write in for the 28 days now with this whole plan because it's a plan not just a book after you receive it within a week we get in contact with you and then we start where you get audit you get text messages every day and they're accountability texts so we text you, and it'll be something different every day. Either did you do your workout? Did you eat this certain meal? I'll text back yes or no. And if we don't receive a text by 6 p.m. Arizona time, we send out an additional one. Because the thing is, that's what I see with my clients too, is that the ones that I sit down one-on-one to do nutrition, they do so much better because they have to be held accountable. Like I read their stuff and I see it. So, yes, this is just a text message, but it's still you have to think, and you have to like, did I do that? And if you lie, that's on you. Like, I tell my clients that all the time. I'm like, if you lie, I can't help you. I already got paid. I don't care. Like, lying does nothing to benefit me. I can't help you if you lie. So you might as well tell yeah. the truth. So if you text and say, no, you didn't do it, then that's okay. You got that out. Then maybe tomorrow you'll be like, I don't want to say no. I'll say yes. So for the 28 days, you get text messages, and that helps keep hold you to keep you accountable. And I can tell you that if anyone does just the – um, just half of it. So if you do the gratitude and the affirmations every day and just half we do the meals and half we do the workout, you're going to see a completely different change in 28 days. You'll feel day and so, night different. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and uh, you know, the attention to the body, the body in my mind is such a responsive part of our, such an immediately responsive part of who we are. You know, the, um, I was in the in the nutritional counseling I've done in my past, like talking about uh, the body uh, is in it's 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 so dynamic, it's changing all the time. And if you just do one good meal, you're headed in a different direction than if you picked a bad meal. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so what you know, when I listen to you talk about your book, how it links to your mission in the world seems really direct. So I mean, you're giving them practical things like do this. Like you might not have known to shop for this food. Now I'm telling you shop for this food. Okay. You might not known to eat at this time, eat at this time. You may not have known these exercises, but here you go. Move your body this way. You'll do better. And then here's a psychological component for your mind and a spiritual component, you know, meditation and whatnot. I mean, and then you also give them a community. So when you talk about mm-hmm. external forces pushing women in a bad direction, which is, those external forces are in agreement among a lot of people that something is true. Women shouldn't feel um, that their accomplishments are as good as they in fact are. So there's this massive agreement among the population that agrees with this. And then you're trying to foster and strengthen this population that's in 
you know, antagonism with that to say, no, it's not like that. Women, every time you achieve something, you need to, you need to own it and feel it uh, in all those positive ways. And so this book seems to be um, giving you a chance to broaden your reach. Now on this podcast, we we're heard all over the world. I mean, as you bring your book out into the world, obviously you have local clients who you see in person. Could people work with you that aren't in your uh, immediate community? Yes. So everyone can purchase the book. Well, in the United States, I'm still figuring out everything international right now. So purchasing the plan, not just the book, but the whole plan, um, that's for everyone. But um, on the website, I will end up having ways that people can do virtual training um, Mm -hmm. with me because the biggest thing is it's the trigger point. So when it comes to nutrition, like if someone's trying to lose weight, it's the one thing I've seen is people don't have a problem with working out because once they start, they actually really like it. Your body gives off endorphins. You really actually start as long as you're doing something you like. And if you work out with someone that you think is fun, and I personally think I'm super fun. So uh, <laughs> people tend to like working out with me. I haven't had that problem. The issue is the food. And people always just want to say eat healthier and when people say that, I'm like, no shit. Every, I'm sorry. Anyone who's overweight, they know exactly what they should and should not be eating. There's something else that's stopping them. And that's what I do with my one-on-one talks. I get extremely in-depth with people. I had one client who I'm like, well, why do you eat rolls every time for holidays? When she's gluten-free all the other times, but then she just has to have these rolls for Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, why do you just have to have them? And she's like, it reminds me of my grandma. Now we know your trigger point. Now we can work through that. So I'm like, okay, that reminds you of your grandma. Do you think your grandma would want you to physically hurt yourself to have her rolls? Because when you have a gluten allergy, you physically are hurting yourself. Your stomach hurts after. You don't feel good. It affects your brain, everything. And she's like, no, I don't think she would want that. And I'm like, there you go. What do you know? She doesn't eat the rolls anymore. Because once we find the trigger point, we're aware of the trigger point, and then we can acknowledge it, now you can overcome it. But if you never know what's making you do that, and if you just think, like, I'm bad, I'm wrong, no. There's a, sub- there's a reason that you eat the way you eat. Like, me personally, I'll be a night eater, and it's when I'm stressed out, and I don't want to deal with my stress. So then I'll eat, because I just don't want to deal with what's that issue. Like, you need yeah, to be aware being... of it first to overcome it. Right. That theme of... um of the power of self-awareness. Like if you can, mm-hmm. that old idea of you can conquer yourself, you can conquer anybody type or anything, I should say, um, mm-hmm. you know, is something that, that we visit pretty regularly here on, on, on this podcast. And um, at the same time, like the, um, it requires like a lot of effort and energy to get to know yourself and it's not always comfortable. Um, and yet I think that, lies at the foundation of what you're saying in a lot of ways like mm-hmm. do you know why you're doing what you're doing is sort of underneath a lot of what we're talking about um and so like whether or not someone purchases the book and the plan or you know is maybe they're not ready for that but they're interested in you know following your example and kind of maybe they're inspired by what they're hearing right now do you have a small behavioral change you could suggest something you know, manageable, not intimidating that people could do that would align their behavior with this vision of empowerment that you have? Yes. Um, To pick five affirmations and what are affirmations, they're positive statements that you say to yourself. Um, So if people just said like five things to themselves in the mirror, I didn't realize how hard it is for some people to tell themselves that they're beautiful and to look in the mirror and say it. 
Like that absolutely blew my mind when I said it to some of my clients. And they're like, I never say that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But for, so like if it was for a lady, um, in the book, we start off with five um, affirmations for people already. Um, I am a beautiful, intelligent woman whose opinion matters. I am successful. I am strong. I crave nutritious, healthy food that gives me energy. And I am happy. So if people can just take whatever it is to them, so if it's a mom who's struggling to say to herself in the mirror every day and look at herself in the eyes and just say, I am a great mom. But just in doing that eye contact with yourself is so powerful. And then you really start to feel it and then you'll live it. Like you'll start to believe it. You know, it's kind of one of those things I say about fake it till you make it, but you have to say it. And when you're looking at yourself, eventually you're going to start saying it with passion and really mean it. But that's how someone could start is just by picking affirmations. So it could be simple. It's just, I am and whatever you want to be. And if you're not there yet, it's whoever you want to be in the future. So like me right, right now, I want to be, um, I love to start businesses like a crazy lady, but I want to be a extremely successful business owner, but in my eyes, because for right. some people it could be like, you could be, have a billion dollar business, but you could think you're not successful because you don't have the right people working with you. Right. So my whole thing is how do, how am I successful in my eyes? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's so, um, and again, this theme has presented itself before here. I mean, the notion of you need to know who you are and, and what makes you happy. And then you need to know what's in the way of you becoming who you want to be. And, and then you need the tools to, you know, close that gap. Where am I now? And, and where do I want to be? Um, and, and if you, if you don't have your own roadmap to where you want to go, then you're not, you know, there's no way to know what direction to head. Uh, let's, let's take, um, one of your accomplishments and give you a chance to kind of talk uh, about um, something that you're proud of in, in your past. And so if, if you were going to have a, a, an accomplishment that you would want associated with you more than any of the others, like um, how would you tell us about either a victory or whatever, you know, whatever that might be, that accomplishment for you, I know encompasses probably a lot of ideas, but what, when people think about you right now, um, obviously you're you're going to go on to accomplish all kinds of great things. But at this point, what would you want people to associate with you, uh, accomplishment wise? Um, the big one right now, it, like the book. Um, so the plan, the book. It's it's really. I it took my breath away. It's absolutely gorgeous and stunning. The information is so detailed, and it's so much of what I wanted, but I didn't think I would get. Um, and the reason I say that is so. My other business, which this is under uh, Flaunt Beauty Co. I actually I started it with my best friend, which everyone said is a bad idea. Which now looking back, I agree was a horrible idea. Um, but we end up getting in a lot of debt and. She didn't know what it takes to own a business. That's one thing I'll say to anyone who's listening to this. It is hard to own a business. Um, so if you compare yourself to someone else when they're already successful, don't do it because they had really hard, long days and nights. Um, so as we know, it's really hard to own a business. And my business partner kind of just walked away from it after we had all this debt in the business. And um, I got very lucky by my web designer who, cre um, who created the design for the book 
she had created the brand for uh, Flaunt, and she was like, we can't just give up on this. It's such a beautiful brand, and it's such a beautiful purpose. Because I didn't mention, too, 10% of all sales, and no matter what, across the board on the Flaunt platform, goes to Black Girls Code, which is a nonprofit organization that, um, starting with girls in the third grade, they teach them how to do coding. Because engineering jobs are there. We just don't have the engineers in America. That's why we have to outsource them. People just aren't getting the degrees. So this, it starts from girls in the third grade and takes them all the way to high school, teaching them how to code, and then helping them with getting scholarships, because the scholarships are out there too. Um, so 10% goes to Black Girls Code, and my web designer knows that, and she was like, this is just such a great brand, and it's a great it's a great whole message, everything. Um, she's like, we got to stick with it. So the one thing I know is fitness and making people healthy. So I really started off to actually do a gimmick book. I was going to be a booty builder book, how to make your butt big, because I know that's what people want right now. And as I started writing it, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not me. Like, this is, I can't write this. This is, no, right. people need to be happy with themselves. So and took a lot longer because I changed my mind halfway through uh, and redid everything, revamped it, and made it this. So this is, like, my biggest accomplishment right now because I actually stuck to who I authentically am. I didn't do yeah. what's gimmicky because I know what's gimmicky. I know I could sell a big booty book. But I'm like, that's not that's not what I'm about. That's not what I want. I want people to stop taking pictures. Like, I want people to start just loving themselves and thinking that who they are inside is super awesome. And the thing is, confidence is so attractive. Like, if you are pretty inside, it always shows on the outside. It always does. And that yeah. is what this book is. So this is really my biggest accomplishment because it showed me that sticking to who you truly are pays off so much in the end well you know as as a as a publisher of books myself i mean the the, the giving back of you know resources that come to you via the, the book is something that really you know is put your money where your, your mouth is because the self-publishing process can you know have its expenses and it takes some time um often to recoup those and so the fact that from the beginning you're going to be giving to something that is a good analogy to what you're doing. Girl, you know, Black Girls mm -hmm. Code is a way to um, for people to pick up, like, how do I go make money in the technology field? Here's a way to do it. And uh, the code boot camps that are out there are, are really doing amazing work of, in a short period of time, giving people skills mm -hmm. to make, um, uh, make a lot of money relative to what they might have been earning before. And so as we, as we wrap up, I mean, I'll – we're going to put information at themodernrevolution.com um, about where to find you. But wh why don't you, um, while we're talking, why don't you give us some places that uh, people could learn more about you while we're here? Okay, yeah. So you can uh, follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I know, right? And I said the whole thing about social media, which, okay, so one thing I'd like to say, I don't even do my own social media because I know what it impacts on me psychologically. So I actually have mm -hmm. an assistant who does it. Um, but uh, with uh, Sunshine Fit Training and also okay. com, the book will be available on Monday, starting this Monday. Um, I'm going to give you the Kickstarter campaign. I don't have the website link. Because one thing, if anyone tries to do a Kickstarter, they have to approve every step. So I thought I just went in there and you fill everything out. No, no, no. You have to get approved for everything, that you're a real person, that you're a real business, that your bank account's real, but everything has to be approved. So all my approvals should be done by Monday. Um, and then I'll have the Kickstarter 
location. And that's where, um, so that's how we're doing the, it's kind of like the crowdfunding thing. And that's how we're doing the self-publishing um, is through the Kickstarter campaign. And this gives us, it'll help us with um, having our backers and everything. And that's how you'll go and purchase the book for the first 30 days. Then after that, it will be on the flauntbeautyco.com website. Okay. All right. And we're, we're going to capture that information uh, on, on the show notes and you'll get a chance to mm-hmm. link to that. So those of you guys listening, you don't have to have written that down in order to get it. Just remember the modern revolution.com and we'll be able to get you there. Um, and so, well, listen, Tiffany, it, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and thank you as a father of daughters and, uh, you know, and a man, and a man interested in living in a world that, you know, has very happy and empowered women among us. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's very important work and, and, and I'm grateful for everything that you're doing. So, so thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me come on. I'm so excited. And yeah, I love your green box and all your stuff. I love what you're doing. I learn something new from you all the time. Like I don't eat strawberries anymore. Every time, somehow I spend more money and everything I buy is organic now. But um, I do, I love everything that you're doing and I'm extremely grateful. Well, thank you. Well, well, today's modern revolutionary Tiffany Houston is moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, she's clear-eyed about our current situation and brave enough to bring her thoughts and words to the arena. So let her inspire you to bring your thoughts and ideas to the world. Don't keep them locked away. The modern revolution needs us all. The show notes for this show and all our shows can be found at themodernrevolution.com. So please go there where you can check out the show notes and learn more about our guests and see some of our fun videos like Tell Big Soda to Piss Off. The Modern Revolution is a production of A Well-Run Life. In A Well-Run Life, we have an additional podcast by the same name, A Well-Run Life, and it's three minutes long. And should you be interested in some of our additional ideas Peter Dealey myself I have a book called The Leadership Miracle and it's 35 minutes and it's on audible.com for $3.95 so you can check us out there as well thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode this podcast sounds a little bit better on the podcast player CastBox in fact I think of it as podcast bliss They've been a great supporter of ours through this podcast and our other podcast, A Well-Run Life. And so if you haven't checked out CastBox, we encourage you to do it today.